0: Hey, welcome back to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory in Vancouver. You're listening to The Real World with Dora and Dama. And today, yay, is our FunDrive show. Huzzah! Um, FunDrive is CITR's time where we ask you for money and you give it, hopefully, because we're a really great organization. Um, This year we're trying to... Um, increase diversity on air. Um, that's kind of the goal of this. where the money will be going. Um, so please call 604-822-8648 um, to donate as much as you'd like. You also get some dope prizes, et cetera. Mm, should um, we talk
1: about our prizes?
0: Yeah, five, sure. So we, um, as so yeah, as real, real world. world, Um we have some pretty dope prizes. We have socks, because we're film,
2: film sock. sock. Um, Get it.
0: So uh, we have six pairs of socks signed by executives on and our else? team. Um, then we have seven concession vouchers from for the Norm Theater. Um, Best I d-
1: popcorn on campus.
0: <laughs> also the only popcorn on <laughs> campus. Um, but yeah, I drew them. They're really pretty. Um, then we um, you can... W- donate and decide um a discussion topic for film um on one of our episodes um just contact us it's um, also autographed
1: by us oh so yeah you basically get <laughs> autographed
0: and then we also have two um free movie passes to the rio which um are just dope so yeah that that's our fun drive life um we are here joined for this very special show by two execs, Mike, who was on last week.
2: Yes, a repeat offender <laughs> or a repeat guest.
0: And, <laughs> and then Andy, who is new. Hey. What do you do in Film Society?
3: Oh, I'm the bookings representative.
0: What do you, what's, that? what's that?
3: I basically, if you ever want to book the norm as a club or even as an outside um, personnel, you go through me and I would provide you with the services that the Film Society offers. And we go from there.
0: Wow, that's invigorating i feel like the no offense to you guys but the two exec we've had have like the most boring jobs in the entire
2: collective you've picked the two people who do the most boring things in film ever um but we're not boring people thank god you just have boring
1: jobs i don't like treasure
2: are we talking bad about the treasure No. no
1: no no i'm just pointing out um treasure treasure is boring yeah, so, but he, he does good
2: stuff.
0: <laughs> he's an angel. He gets me paid. So. <laughs> um, so, to move things along, let's just discuss real quickly, what are your guys' favorite movies? Oh, and also, I forgot to mention, the Oscars happened, in case you listeners did not hear. They happened on Sunday. Um, and so we're going to be talking a lot about them. So, I'll start the combo. Um We're just going to do like our favorite movies, and then our favorite movie from the Oscars. Um, so my favorite movie, I actually saw it for the first time super recently at the Norm Theater, who'd thunk, um, but it was lost in translation. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was, like, really beautiful, but then also, like, really real. Like, I don't know. I loved it. Um, and then my favorite movie, um, that was featured in the Oscars was Carol. I thought Rooney Mara was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, ditto for Cate Blanchett.
2: Yeah, I didn't see that one. That was the one I didn't see. Yeah. Or, like, one of three I didn't see, but... It didn't really grab my attention as much. Was it nominated for a lot of stuff? Uh, it was just actress.
3: best sort of? actress with cinematography. Oh, really? Okay. Hey, I think, think soundtrack. Best picture? No,
0: no, I don't no, think best I don't picture.
4: Think,
3: no. um, I, was, sorry, production design as well. I, think, I see. Most
0: likely. It just like, it was really beautiful. And then also, it was like, I kept, people kept saying, this is the lesbian movie event of <laughs> the century. And I was like, how can I not see it? Like, that sounds <laughs> dope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. Lovely. Thank you.
1: Okay, so for me, I, I like a lot of movies. I'm going to say Fight Club because it was, it's one of the ones that's up, up there for me. Yeah. So, like, it, it was what made me appreciate Brad Pitt as an, as an actor, to be I honest. I still
0: haven't reached that point. I, <laughs> I,
1: genuinely, I genuinely disliked Brad Pitt purely because I just wasn't into movies before uh-huh. I watched Fight Club, and I was like, eh, Brad Pitt is just, like, a pretty boy that people like because he's pretty, and it's like, he's really good.
3: I think I appreciated him as an actor in, like, Ocean's Eleven. I just, yeah, I just, uh, I think Ocean's Eleven really showed um,
1: what Brad Pitt could do.
0: I think Ocean's Eleven is, like, the most fun movie I've ever seen. Just, like, genuinely. I've
1: never seen it, I've never seen the whole of that movie. I've seen, like, parts of it. There's so many movies that I've just seen parts of. It's kind of Mm -hmm. embarrassing. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh Oscars wise, uh the big short is ridiculously good. I didn't even know Brad Pitt was in that until after. It what? was really sad. I just genuinely <laughs> didn't recognize him.
2: He plays a pretty prominent role. But
1: I didn't I couldn't <laughs> recognize him. It was really weird. And yeah. then after I'm like, who plays that guy? Oh, it's it's Brad, it's Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oops. That's um funny. but yeah, Steve Carell and uh Christian Bill were phenomenal. Super. I love that movie. Yeah, that's it.
2: It was a good one, yeah. It was a good one for sure. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that Christian Bale didn't win. I was but, so
1: pissed. I was like, um, he deserved it. One, oh, so good.
3: He was great. I'm sorry. Talking about Steve Carell, I've been binge-watching The Office.
4: <laughs> <yeah, Steve Carell laughs> favorite movie. Actor. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: my favorite movie is Rocky. It's a classic, um, 1976, <laughs> with uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Um, Did you you? Wa- it, by the way. Did you want him to five. win... Um, I thought Creed was really good for, like, the Rocky franchise. Um, I didn't know if his performance outdid the rest of the performance. Uh, other um, actors who were nominated. But I thought he, like, stood a really good chance, and I think people really expected him t- expected him to win because he had won so many, like, the Golden Globe before that and the um, SAG Award. So um, I think people are expecting that, but I'm kind of okay with the choice. Uh, I think it was Mark Rylance yeah. that one as well yeah. For that
2: which was fantastic. I like I loved Bridge of Spies. Like I think I was one of maybe 10 people who loved Bridge of Spies, <laughs> but I thought it was great. Uh, so when he won, it was like a huge surprise, but it was like it was a good one. The biggest misconception people have though is that the Golden Globes predict the Oscars. The Golden Globes do not predict the Oscars. If you want to predict the Oscars, watch the BAFTAs, which are the British Academy Awards. Oh. 9 out of 10 times, if they win the British Academy Award, they will win the Oscar
0: does that's interesting does British not like just focus on British Bri- British stuff uh, they
2: have like they have like British categories like best like English like film or whatever and they'll have more British nominees but it's still it's still you know it's the same as the Oscars essentially same categories just fewer of them like they don't have best editing or Best. They have fewer technical awards. But it's they more. They have like best driven.
0: director, and they'll have American productions. Yeah, in
2: it. like I'm pretty sure um, Alejandro. Mm. Um, I never f- remember how to say his name, but the guy you know me too? there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Thank you. That's why we keep her around. Uh, <laughs> that and her
0: lovely shining personality. Of
2: course. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought, no, okay. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he won the BAFTA. Is what I'm trying to say. Is so.
3: I'm just gonna take it back here. Uh, My favorite Oscar film, (laughs) (laughs) back on track, is um, Room. I was really blown away by Brie Larson's performance, and I'm really glad that she won for Best Actress. But it was such a simple story in such a simple setting that it just spoke volumes in like sense of story.
0: I didn't see it, but it seemed a lot like Gone Girl.
3: In what sense? Like, the,
0: just, like, the way it was set up, like, something happens, something terrible happens, and then just, like, media coverage and, like, dealing, like, with a readjusting, kind I of. I
3: think it was, the thing is with that is that what I'm glad that Room did is that it focused less on the media and more about the relationship between the little boy and his mom, right? And what I really liked is also that the story focused on him and he was the protagonist and not her. Um, and that's why I think it's different from Gone Girl. Although I didn't even consider comparing it to Gone Girl oh, okay. you mentioned it. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because you just saw the trailer and it was just sort of shaped like that. But I highly encourage everyone to go see Room. It's nothing like Gone Girl. So. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I not mean, Not like Gone
2: Girl? Good. I mean, too, you know. it's not it has similar, like, in terms of, like, the missing theme, it has similar traits. But uh, not completely the same thing. I would say Room is better, too. Uh, favorite film of all time Jaws I get a lot of flack for that Shocking but I it is Jaws. It is the classic It's got everything It's got your romance It's got your suspense It's got your action Horror Keeps you out of the water Special it's the, effects It's the first ever blockbuster Classic movie um, Great Great lines Come on How many great lines Do you have from Jaws right? Can you Give us a couple uh, <laughs> You're gonna need a bigger boat Um Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yes. um, and then my favorite movie from the Oscars was Spotlight, uh, which so I was really happy that Spotlight originally I was going to say Revenant, but I've sort of cooled on the Revenant. I, I was like, Revenant. it was one of those things where I saw the Revenant. That's I, a bold
0: I, statement, like, that's a very <laughs> bold
2: statement. I saw the Revenant, I came out of the theater, I was mind blown by it, but then when you have a couple like days to think about it, it's like, huh, yeah, Leo was fantastic. I'm not taking anything away from Leo regardless of what (laughs) Dama's face is saying right now Um, but Spotlight's a fantastic film Spotlight Um, is fantastic
3: sorry I just really want to interject here as a filmmaker and hearing stories about the set of The Revenant um, I thought The Revenant was something that like not everyone gets to either hear about or like experience in theaters uh, very often so that's why I think that The Revenant is something like so special that's to come out like in the past recent years I thought it was phenomenal I still think it is Um, when I saw it I was blown away by every little detail that was put into the film, um, it should have like it went it deserved all the awards that it got. So I'm definitely like proud of that. But there are different perspectives. Just want to point that out there. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, from just from like what Mike said, like that kind of reminds me of Interstellar. Like I heard a lot of people were like, "Wow, this is so great, like mind blowing." And then like a couple weeks later, they were like, "It was good, but like it wasn't like yeah. everything I thought yeah, it was." I think Mike is a victim of that.
2: The um, <laughs> Well, yeah, it's actually – it's funny, actually. I've decided that when I review movies, I'm now going to wait at least 48 to 72 hours before I post a review. Because sometimes I come out of that theater, I'm like, whoa, that was great. But then, like, two days later, I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. (laughs) It's kind of just sort of what it was. Um, But, yeah, I felt the same way about Interstellar. Came out of that theater, mind blown. Had a couple days to think about it. And then it's like, wait, they just freaking tricked Mm -hmm. me. Um, So – uh, yeah, Interstellar was sort of the same thing, was that it was a lot of cool visuals, but story-wise, wasn't quite there.
0: Cool. I'm just going to cut this convo short really quick, um, just a really speedy reminder. Call Fundrive. call CITR. Fundrive is happening. Um, call 604-822-8648. Donate. We have some dope prizes, both from CITR and from the real world. Um, just going to play a real quick song to it play a song um this is up where we belong from the film an officer and a gentleman fun fact this is the only song that has ever won best original song um written by a canadian so
1: who who wrote it the canadian person we will tell you after the
0: song thank you
4: long There are mountains in our way But we climb the stairs every day 2016
3: is online and it's waiting for you. Head on over to citr.ca slash donate to help us reach our goal of $40,000 to continue growing our local arts and music scenes in our diverse cultures. By donating, you'll receive awesome CITR prizes like notebooks, swag bags, LPs, and on-air shout-outs. It's all on now, but it won't be forever.
4: I was thirsty. And I don't drink wine. I was desperate. I needed blood. I turned to the only place I could. The only place that could possibly help me.
0: Hello, Canadian Blood Services. Hello.
4: I need some blood. Positive or negative, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, we're all out of A positive and negative. Would you like some O instead? No. No, that won't do. Thank you. Good night. Save me. Save yourself. Give blood. Voluntarily.
1: This message was brought to you courtesy of
0: the Canadian Blood Services and CITR Radio 101.9 FM. Hey, and welcome back to the real world on CITR 101.9. Today is our Fun Drive show. Woo-hoo! Yay! Party! Um, so, Fun Drive is CITR's opportunity um, for you listeners to generously donate your hard-earned money to a wonderful organization um we the purpose of this year's um kind of sum is to increase diversity on air and provide opportunities to people um on in vancouver so call Mm 604-822-8648 or 604-822-UNIT um and yeah donate we have a lot of great swag from our show real world individually like real movie passes socks so- socks <laughs> you
1: need so- socks um
0: free vouchers to our movie theater the norm and the old sub um and yeah a lot of great stuff so what the song that we just played um was up where we belong which is the only song that has um been written um by a canadian that has won the best original song a category the canadian who wrote it was buffy saint marie um along with Will Jennings and a dude whose name was Jack Nietzsche, like the philosopher, which Not I just life. thought was uh, pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, that uh, song is from *An Officer and a Gentleman*, the classic Richard Gere movie. So classic. Yeah, welcome back. We are joined today by Mike and Andy, two film talk execs. Uh, we just had a convo about our favorite movies, like in general, and then also our favorite movies from the Oscars, which just happened. In case you didn't know that, um, so we're just going to have a little, we're going to continue that discussion um, with the best picture. Spotlight, thoughts. Yes. Hit me.
2: Uh, on the film or just on the fact that it won?
0: You know what, anything. I think it's Say a what you feel.
2: phenomenal film. I think everyone needs to see this movie. Um, I think. Like, the thing that I've noticed is people are like, oh, it's not edgy. It's not, like, anything new. It's, like, it's been done before, so therefore it doesn't need to be best picture. I think, like, the biggest misconception about the Oscars is it doesn't have to be new or edgy or, like, a new thing in cinema to win. It just needs to be good. Yeah. And Spotlight is a fantastic film.
3: One thing that I really liked about the... um but the fact that Spotlight won, I haven't never seen it myself, I, although I want to, um, is the fact that they didn't really expect to win. And when they did receive the like the Oscar for that category, they like their hearts like you can you can just see it in their faces. They were so overwhelmed. It, it was it was happiness. And people were expecting either like one of those big movies like Mad Max: The Revenant or another like another huge film to win this year. And so when Spotlight won, it was just like the underdog. It's like yes, like you can still do this. Like, like in this industry of all, through all this like controversy with diversity and like competition between the sexes, it's just like.
4: If you You make a good movie. It's like
3: a good story goes a long way. That's what filmmaking is. That's why we make films. So I thought that was really interesting, and I'm glad that it did win.
0: It was kind of like when uh, Eddie Redmayne won last year. I was like, good for you. Like, you did it. He was just so happy. The
2: saddest part about Eddie Redmayne winning, though, is a couple days after the Oscars happened, they released an alternate camera angle of what happened when Eddie won. And Michael Keaton, um, actually, you can see him pull something out of his jacket pocket. And then when they say, and Eddie Redmayne, and he puts it back in and starts clapping because he was so sure that he was going to win that he pulled the speech out. He was sitting right next to his oh, son. He was ready to go. So sad. Like, he won the BAFTA the night before. So all signs were pointing towards Michael, Michael Keaton winning. I think it was like Michael Keaton won the Golden Globe, but Eddie Redmayne won the SAG. And then... Michael Keaton won the BAFTA, so they were like mm-hmm. neck and neck, yeah. but that was the saddest part for me. I think Eddie Redmayne absolutely deserved it. He turned in a, a fantastic mm-hmm. performance, but that, like, when I saw that, like, alternate moment, I'm like, oh, poor Michael That's Keaton. Sad. But Michael Keaton's got to got to be on the stage two years in a row yeah. for Best Picture, yeah. so I think he's doing okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Has anyone watched The Danish Girl? Just, like... Eddie Redmayne oh my God, speaking. I have wanted to see that film. It is a beautiful film. He is ridiculously talented. Like, his performance brought me to tears. I don't cry in movies, but like, he was beautiful. I loved that movie so
0: mm-hmm. much. No, I totally agree. I, the I don't understand why they would cast a young man to play this important historical role when there are plenty of trans female women who, like, are willing like who would have really appreciated that role
2: because this is Hollywood
0: yeah but like okay
2: it's about bankability it's not about but
0: there was so there were so many other bankable actors and actresses in the movie and then it could have been like and introducing this amazing person who actually understands the struggle and like what actually happened I don't
2: disagree with you but this problem goes like you know look at a movie like Gods of Egypt right no. mm. like, <laughs> no. terrible we're not co- gonna
0: bring that up
4: you know why because I should not
2: talked about i'm i'm bringing it up though because why would they cast gerard butler in the film because gerard butler is bankable that's why it's like it's a it's i i I just
0: no i'm not saying i don't under like it's not like i don't understand why they cast mm -hmm. him it's like i refuse to i guess respect his participation in this project
3: I think um, one way to also look at it is: yes, this role could have been offered to an actual ge- transgendered person who's gone through the transition themselves. But to offer to someone who, like a pers- like let's say, like a male character, or a male person, um, to go through this experience that this a- this person actually went through that th- that time, and to like experience sort of, I don't know, I feel like it kind of it was fitting. For, him, for a male to play this role. I mean, you could argue this all day about how, like, someone else could have played this role. Someone else could have played any other role. W- like, a woman could have played the role and been gone from a man to woman, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was kind of important for a male to play that role in particular because he started off as a male, and yeah. thinking of himself as feminine was unthinkable. But when... Um, but when a transgender, like, let's say a transgender who's gone through the transition themselves already considers themselves as a female and go b- going back to consider themselves as a male is a little bit, th- I don't know, I'm just, I'm not really, also, I'm also not, like, really diverse and knowledgeable about that specific s- section, but, um, in, whatever, in knowledge, but, uh, I feel like that's my point of view. I feel like Eddie Redmayne was probably a good casting choice for that, although I totally see where you're coming from yeah. in the different casting choices. Um, I guess it's just up for debate.
1: Yeah, I totally understand it, but I don't think it takes away from the merit of how beautiful his performance was. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a very talented actor. Absolutely. And his yeah. performance was phenomenal.
2: Well, so, like, he's somebody who I never, like, when I saw Les Mis, like, two or three years ago, however mm-hmm. long it was, I never would have thought this guy's going to be the next big thing.
1: I never noticed him. Like. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, but then, like, when he did The Theory of Everything last year and now The Danish Girl this year, he's, like, he, I think he's on track to be, you know, Hollywood's future A-list along with, like, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence and, and those that crowd.
3: I think he's following to be, like, the next Christian Bale who can, like, morph into, into their mm. character so well yes. physically and, like, emotionally, which is, like... Because like, Christian Bale goes into it like the grunge kind of characters, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And also we saw that again with um, Matthew McConaughey in the Dallas Buyers Club a couple of years ago, which is really cool. So it's just like, I feel like Eddie Ramay following in those st- footsteps, which is like really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to I wish I wish there were more females that did that. I'm not <laughs> sure. Oh, wait, you know what? Charlie Theron did that, and mm. I was really
0: fond of that. Nice. Um, So we only have like a few minutes left, so I'm just going to kind of plug some stuff that film is doing um we have our classical new eastern, religious studies um night where we paired up with that student association and they programmed the night for us which was cool we have an audience choice night coming up oh that is happening on march 9th um at 7 um we have an audience choice night coming up um and then also this is the big one vote yes on the referendum for arts uh, arts, arts and, culture. and culture coalition yeah, yeah.
1: Specifically that one is great
0: yeah um I mean, vote on everything. Voting's great, but, like, that one, because, you know, we'll get money. It'll be... It'll, yeah, basically it'll support what that's arts and gonna culture. Do, that
1: gonna, what that's going to do is going to take, like, $1 from our uh, your tuition, uh, if you pay tuition, and, uh, like, <laughs> spread it around lots of arts and culture clubs, so it's going to help, like, the campus become more culturally artistic. I don't know. It's great. And mm-hmm. Film Soc is going to bring lots of guest speakers in because of that and fix up the theater and make it great.
0: Which is, everything's freaking baller right now, um, if that happens. Um, and then also, be sure to check our website, um, ubcfilmsociety.com, um, to check our, what we are screening this week. They're all pretty good. Um, we are, on Sunday, we actually have a pretty exciting um, compilation of short films that are going to be pretty cool. Avant-garde short films, they have been described to me as, so that's exciting. Um, coming up is Pete's picks, um, so enjoy, enjoy that and donate. Yeah, oh yeah, make sure you donate to Fundrive. It is really Great. important and amazing. So, I'll get back. See you next.
4: Time. Hey, what's so sad? Oh, nothing really. <laughs> Not very convincing, Jane girl. Whatever it is, I've got just the cure for it. What?
1: Did you know CITR has a women's collective? This brand-new collective is all about providing and fostering a community for women who are or who want to be in radio,
0: fighting the gender disparity in media, and centering women's voices and issues. If you are a female-identified person or ally who's already involved in radio or wants somewhere to start, this collective is for you. Email collective at citr.ca for more information and to get involved. And tune in Friday at 6 p.m. for the collective show
4: Lady Radio, featuring music, interviews, events, news, commentary. Basically anything we care to talk about. See you then.